Welcome Sojourners, you have found yourself a cozy place here at Sojourners Awake. I'm Jonathan, and this is our production of The Wild and the Wind. It has been one month since the Sojourners arrived in Andor. Alora Eris Basile has spent her time in the city's dungeon awaiting her trial for simply possessing the name of the infamous Basile. War has already started brewing, so the town is up in arms and prepared for the worst. Meanwhile, Bertie and Samoon have occupied themselves by working at the local tavern, The Spice and Meal. And along with irony, they anticipate the outcome of Eris's trial. You can certainly suspect it will not be without incident. And so for now, our story continues. and Samoon resign and retire for the night. Early the next morning, Eris, you are led up. You slept in a small cell with a window of the moonlight coming in that night. And you wake up for the first time in a month to sunlight. The sunshine pours through the window and conveniently lands upon where you are laying. And as you look up, sitting up from your bed, there's a small inscription along the wall. It said, blessed are the innocent, for they shall not be found guilty. How do you prepare before they come and get you? Have they given me a change of clothes, anything to clean up with after being arrested? So yes, I will take my time, lay out my clothes, change into whatever, wash myself, and then when all of that is prepared, I will sit, like you know how like where a cat like sits in that square of sunlight? I will sit in that square of sunlight wherever it is and just feel it because it's been a long time. Um, And just sit in silent contemplation and wait. Actually, I'll do that for a little bit before I pull out my last piece of blank paper and start sketching the cell that I'm sitting in. With your drawing complete, as soon as the sunlight leaves your space, the door clicks open. The two guards and the magistrate walk in. Eris, we are ready for you now. They lead you through a long corridor in which you meet nobody until you're finally entered into a Colosseum-style antechamber. Small chair in the very center of the room, surrounded by a towering staircase of judges and court-apported guardians uh, standing, watching, and waiting over your trial. And then there is a escalating amphitheater where the public is all watching, keeping vigilance and watching over the justice system to make sure all is running smoothly. Of course, standing there, uh, sitting there, not in the front row, but although longing to be, is irony. His staff is outside, of course. He is in there with nothing but his own judgment. And there is a pair of scales that each of the 
public are given to remind them that they are to bring nothing in except their sense of justice. I'm going to ask, is this like an outdoor amphitheater or is there a ceiling? Like, are we inside, outside? I'm going to say it's an open air amphitheater. Yes, okay. but there are walls that are closing this off from the rest of the city, but okay. it is open to the sky. Okay, thank you. Simone and Bertie, you know the time early in the morning in which Eris is to be held for trial. How do you proceed? Simone got up uh, like a normal day, but this time he's packed everything that he has with him. Um, but his swords, um, he has like a, a piece of cloth kind of wrapped around him to kind of conceal them. And he has them strapped on his back uh, underneath his little rucksack um, backpack thing. And uh, as he goes out, he's thinking, hmm, maybe I should try to sneak in there. I mean, how hot can it really be? Hmm. And then he's like, as he's walking through the streets, he's like, He's got his cart and it's like, he's slowly, the wheels are just slowly creaking. And this is a, presumably a couple hours before the trial. Mm. And uh, he glances up and he happens to see, um, is there an armor shop in town? The being a, town? Yeah, being a military town, yes. There are one and plenty. <clears throat> so he just kind of, strolls up to the entrance of one with this cart in his hands and he stops and he kind of turns his head and looks inside and inside he sees um a breastplate it's like a chest guard that has like fine leather um under straps and he thinks to himself well if if things go the way they may go i could really use some extra support and um, so he's just gonna kind of set his cart down and he's just gonna just kind of wander seemingly innocent into the armor shop just kind of peeking around but heading straight towards that breastplate it's a fine set of armory you interested uh yeah actually um i i i seem to be in the market for some and well, there seems to be plenty around, but I happen to see that breastplate up there and it looks really nice. Well, we got a discount for the military. Does that mean I have to join the military? Oh, you ain't military? Yeah, of course. No, no, yeah, you're civilian. That's fine. Times are getting a little dangerous. I'd be prepared too if I were you. How much you want for it? What? How I'm much are you? <laughs> just kidding. You're not from around here, are you? <laughs> you noticed. No, I can't say that I am. But I've been here for a little bit now. I've been helping with the deliveries up down at the Spice and Mew. Oh, yeah. No, I've seen you around. Well, how much do you want for it? Uh, it's going for 35 gold. Can I try it on first? For sure. Let's see if it's a good fit. He puts the armor and helps you with it, kind of cinching up the straps. It fits well. Whoa. I have never had armor like this before. Normally I just have my cloth, my my pants and 
put in stuff, but this feels very good. Feels good. It, uh, but it also feels good to keep all your gizzards. My what? Your guts, your insides, you know, everything that moves oh, around. Oh, oh, yes, of course, those things. <laughs> yeah, where'd you, where'd you say you were from again? I didn't, but um, hey, look, I, I have 35 gold for you. And I just pull my money pouch and all right. pull out the 35 gold. Money talks, takes I the, set gold. the gold down. Ah, this is really nice. Just for flavor, because I know D&D doesn't have this, but does he happen to have any like arm guard gauntlets? Yeah, to protect your wrists. Absolutely. But it's still flexible for dual wielding. Yes, yeah, you see that there are two uh, wrist guards protecting you. Oh, how much for these? And now like Samin came in, initially trying to be subtle and, and, and discreet, and now is like feeling that rush of like a kid in a candy store. How much for these? Yeah, those are, uh, that's 10 gold right there for the pair. Okay. And I pull out 10 gold. All right. You got a whole outfit today, didn't you? Yeah, I did. This looks really cool. I like it. Sure. But, uh, yeah, of course, cool. for protection, though. So, of course. Sure. Protection. What line okay, of work well, are you in again? Oh, uh, you know, I kind of just travel around. And, you know, the streets can be a bit hard at times. Well, they're definitely hard nowadays. Hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, well, it's been great doing business with you. Uh, goodbye. Kind of just fast walks out the door, picks up the cart and just shuffles off with like a, a big smile on his face. Man calls over his son, gives him a gold piece. Hey, you see that guy? Follow him. Tell me where he goes. Yeah, Pop. The young man rushes out the door and sneakily tracks Samoon. Birdie. Birdie is lo like loitering around the courthouse, waiting to go in, just trying to like find, look for somebody that might be friendly. Mm. Roll a d6. Four. There is a young man there. He is he is dressed in civilian clothes, shirt that's kind of laced at the top and tightened up really tight, leather pants and boots. No weapons on him, just a coin purse. And he's got his arms folded, a pipe in his mouth, and he's leaning back against the courtyard, looking like he's trying to fit in a little too hard. And his hair appears as if it is normally combed very hard to the right, and it is combed awkwardly all the way to the left. I'm going to walk up to him. And Take Hey, um, you don't look like you go here often. <laughs> like, yeah, I, well, of course I do. <clears throat> of course I do. Well, no, I mean, first off, everybody here has armor and swords and you don't. And I, I I'm mean, just a common civilian living in Andor. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? You're not wearing armor. Uh, well, I'm not claiming to be uh, a citizen here. Oh, my so apologies. What, um, so as a citizen, and she kind of uses that sarcastic, as a citizen, have you ever been to a trial like this before? Oh, uh, no, I just, uh, I just saw there was a trial today. I don't know anybody here that's going to be a part of the trial. I just happened to 
Oh, is a trial going on? Well, well, if it is, I, I might join just to see. You know, it's my day off. I thought I could just check in on a trial just to see um, what's going on. <laughs> what about you? You you interested in a trial? If there's one going on today. Um, I am not going to talk to you because you're not helping me. So I'm going to walk away now. Bye. Sure. All right. See ya. Have a nice day. Well, you were useless. She waves. There is a there is a young man handing out pamphlets as if they were playbills at a theater. Trial today. Um, plenty of criminals on trial. Come do your citizen uh, ship. Here are some scales. Thank you. Thank you for participating. Justice and vigilance all the way. Let's keep our justice system safe. Thank you. Uh, uh, ma'am, would you like to join the trial? Um, yeah. Okay. So I have a question. What yes. happens? What happens when somebody is, if, if somebody is found guilty, what do you do with them? Well, if they are found guilty, it depends on the the crime that they committed, and then the proper justice will be applied. What What is the proper justice involved? Well, it ranks from anything from uh, monetary fines to years of servitude, um, sometimes in extreme cases, exile, uh, further imprisonment. Um, in the case that there, sometimes the evidence is a little fuzzy and there's, it's almost like a, a to yet be determined. So really extended imprisonment might be considered a fine by some minds. And of course, in rare cases, you know, execution is the appropriate action. Um, but for the most part, um, monetary fines. Okay. That's helpful. Thank you. Oh, you're hey, welcome. Um, Did you want your pamphlet? Um, no. Hey, that guy over there with the pipe, he doesn't seem like he belongs here and he might be up to no good, so. Oh, oh, how interesting. I've always wondered if a criminal ever comes to the trial to learn about the trial, do you think they ever do that? Um, well, probably, I mean, I'm not a criminal, but I am going to the trial to learn about the trial, but I'm not a criminal. Hmm. And he just continues to look over at the other man, awkwardly smoking his pipe. All right. Oh, excuse me. Uh, trial today. And the young man gets right back into his business. Thank you. She walks away. But she is going to kind of keep an eye on the, the weirdo with the pipe. Okay. Samoon and Birdie, you enter into the courthouse and you see Eris, along with five other people sitting on the side of the courtyard, waiting their turn. It seems that along with Eris, there are four other criminals and Irony sitting on the third row. He waves you down politely. Birdie, Samoon, I, I saved you seats. I knew you'd be here. Samoon, I won't be able to do my lesson today. I hope that's okay. We're here to support Eris. Oh, yes, yes. We are totally here to support Eris. That means support Eris, right? What? Um, well, no, I don't know what you mean. You, why do you say it that way? And he just kind of taps him on the shoulder. Never mind, never mind. Oh. Hey, look what, what I got today. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I was about to say it looks great. He touches the armor right on your, your chest. Looks great. Yeah. Uh, you know, I saw it in a store when I was doing my deliveries this morning. And I thought, you know, 
now might be a good time than ever to uh to kind of get some i mean if i didn't know any better it looks like you're joining the military you know that's what the guy who sold it to me asked me to do are, are you joining the military Samoon? well i don't think so he didn't say seem like i had to he said there is a military discount and so i asked do i have to be in the military but he never really answered he called me a civilian which that i know i am already but not of here of course oh <laughs> i hope they do, i hope they don't think i'm going to be joining because i'm wearing it oh it's no i mean you have to sign up and train and it's a whole process and everything but i cool. have heard, i have heard they are really pushing for everyone i was offered to join the military just this week um and you know i mean i've been training pretty well and i'm you know got a lot of the techniques down but i'm not sure they're looking for staffs i think they're talking about like frontline shock troopers and swords and spears and shields and i don't think i'm ready for that. I, I don't even live here as a civilian I mean, we gotta get out of here i really hope eris I really hope she's innocent and she is right guys he looks to you birdie i mean is anybody really innocent that does not make us feel better well i mean everybody's a little guilty of something but it doesn't mean that we're like bad people well i mean do you think she's guilty of starting a w word like, do you think she's conspirator in the Sons of W? S-O-Ws? I don't know. She doesn't seem like the type. No, yeah, that's what I think, too. I don't think she seems like the type. One by one, the accused take their seat and suffer judgment. Eris, you are third in line. The first two go... The first one is found not guilty. The second one is found not guilty. The room begins to slowly come, slowly release tension until you are sat in the chair with the bailiff next to you, with your attorney presenting your case. And of course the charges are brought against you. Your journal is placed as evidence. The council of judges look over your work and then the closing statement is made before you get to give your one speech. The judge says, I speak for everyone here in Andor. This is what we understand. That this woman who stands before us is charged with conspiracy of the murder of the noble houses of Boshan. Along the same lines as Lord Basile, who is now known as Commander Basile. This charge, while having no direct punishment, is enough to incriminate the accused of conspiracy of war, of which the punishment is imprisonment until such war is resolved. This is what the justice and the people have determined 
May Persep keep us vigilant and watchful. The judge then motions towards you, Eris. You may speak. So nothing has been said. They just call me forward, make the charges, lay out the journal. He it, made that statement. And now mm -hmm. it's, what do you have to say for yourself? Yeah, basically the charge is that because <clears throat> you are related to Lord Basile um, in that manner, uh, you are a conspirator. conspirator as well as a participant in the murder of the noble houses. It is logical to assume that one working for Lord Basile would have been probably an executioner mm -hmm. on his behalf. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Eris standing before the people, feeling the weight of all of the eyes on her. She just speaks, honored judges, citizens of Tetherna. It is true. My name is Alora Eris Basile, the daughter of Tethenia Basile the granddaughter of Lord Venbasile, who was once patriarch before my cousin Rue took the house. Of these charges of being a Basile, I am of this family. Of these other charges you lay before me, I have not heard of them. If you have read my journal, then you know that in 1531, I fled from my family estate. Upon hearing news, she gets a little emotional. Upon hearing news that my cousin intended to destroy the other noble houses, I couldn't abide by the orders, and I fled. You will see the dates in my journal. I've spent two years in the Mayadaxar Empire. I had no knowledge of war as it has not reached those southern parts. I did not know of these war crimes you have accused my cousin of. I do not know where he is, nor what his purposes are, and I did not know there was a threat to your nation. I submitted to your law to allow myself to be taken into custody to stand before you. I'm guilty of no crime, no conspiracy. The only crime that I have committed is fleeing from the oaths that I swore to my family when I could not go through with the orders. At that, the judge stands and says, You are admitting that you did not carry out the orders to execute the noble houses of Boshan. I could not do it. I had no... I had no notion that they were guilty of crimes worthy of death. They speak amongst themselves. While we are inclined to believe you, is there any evidence, anyone that could give you and support your alibi, support your testimony, that you did not carry out the wishes of Basile? I'm sure that the house that I come from is aware that I was not there. However, I Take it you're not on speaking terms. She kind of smiles. All of my evidence is in the journal. A childhood illness affected my memory, so I am careful to record each of my days diligently so I do not forget anything again. The 
kind dragonborn that I lived with has since passed on, which is what moved me from my Adaxar back to Baltop to deliver a tome that was his last wish to be delivered to Baltop. Perhaps in the Maya Daxar Empire, there are others who could attest that I've been there. But the only thing I have to offer you now is my written word, which you seized from me, so it could not have been altered. And the night where the uprisings and the slaughter of Boshan took place, where were you? in a carriage traveling south. I had only one day notice of the orders and I fled that very night. To the Mayadaxar Empire? Yes. They check through your notes yet again in a long, uncomfortable 45 minutes. There is a small chance that someone has altered your documents. For this would be the perfect opportunity to strike back at Basile before he could strike. I'm going to roll to determine if such a move was made. That's on a fair. On a 19 or 20, the documents have been altered. Sarah, I will let you roll. <laughs> oh no, that's even worse. All right, 1d20, right? Yep. <sighs> two. The opposite end of the one or two. <laughs> and without a word, without any sort of fanfare or adulation, the judge slams the gavel down on the marble and says, we find the accused not guilty. Let us continue. And with that, Eris, you are pulled away from the chair and another accused stands in your place. Irony leaps up with a little bit ready to applause and then notices no one in Andor is batting an eye. A man around the corner takes a yawn and Birdie keeping an eye on the strange individual, you see him let out a sigh of relief. Well, Sojourners, it looks like Eris is up for another adventure. We will make sure to include her in the stories as Birdie and Samoon continue on their adventure. Now that she is a free woman, let's find out where they continue their story. Samoon and Bertie, there are concessions outside. There are many wares and teas and drinks and foods and vendors that have pushed their carts up close to the courtyard to gain the admittance, gain the uh, the, the pocket change of so many patrons. As soon as Eris is let out, as soon as any accused is let out, some people shuffle in, some people shuffle out. There's a small 10-minute window between the next trial. Samoon, how do you proceed? Although Irony is chomping out the bit to get out the door. Well, Irony, there you have your answer. It we are like outside! Oh! She's, oh, I knew it, I knew it. She, <laughs> she documents everything. There's no way 
There's no way in Bonsarel they could have found her guilty. She basically, like, it, it's a really brilliant idea. If you just record everything you do, then anytime you go to trial, they can just use your own documents against you. It's like a safeguard, really. Oh. Well, uh, let me ask you something. How long have you known her? Well, oh, well, see, it's been a month. It was probably a month before. I would say about a good three months, possibly. Not too long. Um, she got to bolt up pretty quickly, and then I heard she was looking for work, and she looked pretty competent. And my parents always said, don't travel the roads without a bodyguard, you know, especially now. And, and then things actually did get worse. And Phineas and Wangus actually recommended it as well because they didn't want to do any fighting. Uh, in case we did encounter something. Um, so, I, not too long. Why do you ask? Well, the way that you described her just made me think that you have known her a little bit longer than that. But, no, you are you are right. Uh, your parents are right, for sure. Never travel alone. But, um, yeah, I, I don't really write, but... No, I'm not going to start that. I don't think that that doesn't quite behoove me. Uh, Bertie, do you want a sandwich? I'm buying. <laughs> I'm guilty of having money. <laughs> well, first off, you're asking me if I want food. And the answer is always. And what kind of sandwich? Uh, it looks like a duck sandwich. Someone. Some duck. Okay. Oh, nope, it's chicken. It's oh. always chicken, never duck. Oh. Okay. I guess we see her soon, or? I don't know. Samin's gonna step up next to Birdie, like, facing her, but, like, at her shoulder. So, like, her head is looking past him, and he's looking past her. Well, fortunately for us, we didn't have to go through with any plans. But... Yeah. I don't kind know. Of like, every, it seemed to go very smoothly. And for a town that's so structured for war, they let the name Basile just kind of go. I, I mean, I don't want to hold that against Eris, but I just have a weird feeling that we might not be out of this as easily as we think we might be. But I don't want to tell Irony that, just in case I'm wrong. Yeah, I wonder sometimes if, like I said earlier, sometimes they, I've seen places make examples out of people, and I'm curious if that's what's going to end up happening somehow. Should we find out, like, do they let the prisoners? You know, I'll go ask someone. Um, do I happen to see that boy who's handing pamphlets out? Yeah, within moments, you were able to guess that the back gate in which you previously walked the night before is where they released the prisoners. Well, released the innocent back into the wild. Eris, you are led through the double gate into the back of the city. All your belongings are neatly folded and put away. And without a word, you are released. Eris stands for a moment, just kind of blinking, like, I I expected a bit more of a fight, but I'm relieved because I'm innocent. Um, but she also looks very shaken, 
and she just kind of automatically just starts walking down the road, whatever straight ahead, she just starts going. And you walk and right around the corner comes Samoon, Birdie, and Irony. She's actually lost in her thought to the point that she does not notice them. Irony walks by and then sees you running up to you. Oh, Eris. Oh, you're alive. You're you're free. You're innocent. I, That's so good. Irony. What are you doing here? Birdie we, and Simone we, too. Oh, we saw the whole trial. It's wonderful. It's so good to see you. You came to my trial? I thought you were going to Grove Lore. Uh, no. We've been here, waiting for you. You've been waiting for me? Her eyes start to water a little bit. Simon leans in. Yeah, and uh, about Grove Lore, well, Irony here kind of ripped up his papers. Don't forget that detail, Irony. You ripped up your papers? But I thought it's what you wanted. I... No, I... Stiffens his lip. I'm glad you're okay, Eris. She, like, takes a moment, like, breathes deep. You can see she's trying not to start crying. It's very kind of you all to, to be here. I... I assumed you had moved on. Well, uh... I don't know what to say. Uh, what have you been doing? Well, I've... I've been doing deliveries for the Spicer Meal restaurant. Pub. Place. And Bertie's been drinking a lot. But she's been doing good at it. And, uh... No, no I mean, I had a job, too. Well, yes, of course. And she got good tips. I did. They've pretty much made a life here. Um, I haven't had much to do. I've and not been able to get any employment here, so I've been pretty much living off my savings. <laughs> but Birdie and Smooth, they've been doing great. They're practically Andorians. What kind of work have you been looking for? Um, well, I have you been looking for work, Irony? Well, I mean, no, no, I mean, just the well, the first week I, I tried once or twice and um it, you know after a couple doors slammed in your face it just it's kind of takes the wind out of your sails and then um I, i've been practicing though samoon's been teaching me i've been training every day for 30 minutes getting really good at the she staff put, she puts her hand on her hips thomas irony riverwell your savings will run out you have been cut off and you need to learn how to make a life for yourself um, I'm very glad you've been training. Yeah. Well, what are your plans now? Well, we sh could go to Grove Lore, um, but no, I I, I, did, I I haven't actually thought of anything beyond this point. Are you two planning to stay here? Is this your new home? My new home? No, no, no. Like I said, I'm from the desert. We got a little ways to go before we get there. But, um, well, if I, uh, honestly, I was here, like, I couldn't leave Irony because he's a good friend of ours. And, well, he seems to care for you, especially owing you the debt of payment for being a bodyguard and all. And I feel like, you know, we could make our way 
You know, Birdie lives up further north from here. Maybe we can visit her place. She's always wanted to go back, right, Birdie? Well, uh, a while back, I got a note from the um, in charge of my dad's park business, and he said I needed to stop by. There was some trouble in that town. And um, so I think I do need to at least stop by and see what's going on. Birdie, you're yes. a Tithernian? Um, I don't know what I am. I, uh, I, I grew up in a town and that is salty, apparently. You, you grew up in Sultana? Yeah. But that's just, that's just like 80 miles from here. It's not that far at all. Oh. Well, anyway, I think it's probably a good idea since I'm so close, I could stop by. Eris, what I was trying to say is I, I've spent everything. Um, I, I could I could pay you later as a bodyguard. Um, I would like to help Birdie. Um, she's mentioned this once or twice before. And since I I can't go to Grovelore, um, I think they just it's, it wasn't the right place for me anyway. I don't think I would have fit in with the dwarves. Although Hawkins had a good point. But nevertheless, Bertie has mentioned this once or twice, so I thought before that we could go to Sultana and just make sure her estate is all taken care of. I don't know if you have to go back to Baldtop or what you want to do. I mean, you've probably been caged up for a long time in a jail cell. You're probably itching to walk around a little bit. But I, I don't have anything to pay you. You've spent four weeks out of your entire life just waiting to find out if I was guilty or innocent. And she's I definitely really wanted, getting I, I really wanted to know. I really wanted to know. Yeah. And now she's looking very conflicted. I don't... I'd really like to find out one day, too. You don't have to pay me anything. I'm glad that you're here. No one's ever cared about me enough to stay around. If you'll have me in your company, you're not ashamed to be associated with me. I'll journey with you wherever you want. Bertie, can we stay at your place for a while? Yeah, I mean, I think one of you is going to have to sleep in the lean-to, but that's fine. What does I lean to? Um, it's a, it's kind of like half a building. It has three walls. I can do that. It'd be like okay. sleeping under the stars. Okay. The last night in Andor, you are all at the Spice and Meal in a private corner booth, somewhat dimly lit. Isin walks over and delivers your food. Uh, fired pheasant for you, peppermint buns for you. And, oh, hey, Birdie. <laughs> I told you, you can't sit with the patrons. And she keeps looking over, smiling at Samoon, trying to be respectful. Hey, I am a patron, and if you notice that Samoon doesn't really like you that much. Samoon just kind of sees Essen. Hey. V? I, you're right, Bertie. I don't think you work here anymore. My apologies. She turns stiffly and wanders away and... Later on, to fill up your drinks, she sends someone else. Oh, 
I guess she's missing out on the tip. You know, Betty, I, I, you said that somebody who's interested in somebody ought to be a little disgusted with the person, right? Yeah. I said, I said, hey. I shouldn't even respond. Wait, she likes you, Simone? I mean, that's what Birdie says. Do you I like her? Know. Well, I mean, I don't really know her, but I figure I'd, you know. Well, do you want something. to get to know her? Do you like the way she looks, is what Eris is trying to say. Well, maybe not that, but. Simone kind of put pills back and then like, raises himself with his arms and just like awkwardly stares <laughs> and just like i mean she looks like a person to me she looks like a person so you know oh simone you're terribly cruel what did i do <laughs> did, did you give me bad advice again i never give bad advice but really, it's up to you whether you take my advice seriously or not. Well, at this point, Eris, I don't know. I mean, I think she looks okay, I guess. For she looks a person. You, she looks like she a has, person. That's that's something you should def- Even I know that you don't just walk up to someone and say, hi, you look like a person. Well, of course, I don't I mean, go up to you and say, hey, Irony, you look like a non-person. So tell you what, so I will teach you. I will teach you in exchange for an hour lesson a day. Irony, if you wanted an hour lesson, I would have given you an hour lesson. You're the one that gave me the parameters for 30 minutes. I never I never said 30 minutes. Maybe. I never said 30 minutes. Irony. Irony. Every time I told him to do push-ups, he (laughs) seems to all of a sudden not want to do things. Irony. If you don't want to exchange it for physical labor, Charge him a copper per an hour session advice. This is how you do a business. I, I, I thought we were... I wasn't trying to turn it into a business. Well, I, you need to get a job at some point, young man. He stiffens up, kind of crumples up the menu. Um, I... I, I think I have to go to the bathroom. Excuse me. And he leaves. Do you think he thinks that Esten is pretty? Who knows what irony thinks these days? I think I offended him again. I seem to do that often. I'm not sure why. I just want what's best for him. As one disparaged noble to another, it's a hard road out there. He needs to learn to adjust. It was a shock for me. I honestly can't relate. I have no nobility in me at all. Uh, You see, I'm from kind of the streets. Even though I grew up in an orphanage, we still had like the streets about us. So to me, this is just life. I mean, I technically, this is my second job. (laughs) My first job was to escort Brother Dogoff to Baltav Library, and that was pretty good. But the only way I've earned my wages was betting on Bertie in a fight with a boar. And I made some good money off of that. So if that's working, I can do that. Hey, you can always bet on me. I know. That's, I know it. And so the night, the last night, and Andor closes out for the sojourners. Early the next morning, you 
make your necessary provisions, spend your necessary coin for the long 80-mile journey up to the north. And as you step outside the city of Andor, you step outside as free as the wind. And so for now, our story concludes. Every story comes to an ending, so for now we must conclude. Thank you for listening, Sojourners. Your attention will not go unrewarded. And we look forward to continuing this adventure. If you enjoyed this background music and ambiance, you should visit Tabletop Audio. Find them at www.tabletopaudio.com. And take the time to sojourn with us. Leave a rating and review on your favorite podcasting platform so that others may find us along their path. But however you choose to sojourn with us, as always, may your story continue.